Grace and peace this evening, brothers and sisters in Christ. Great to be here this evening. As Tim said, the battery and the microphone went out, and I was looking for the mic this afternoon and couldn't find it. Maybe they hid it from me, wanting me to try to stay in one place for this evening. So I will try my best to stay behind this pulpit this evening. We'll see what happens with that. But I am very excited to be here and be with us. And Chuck, God bless you, brother, as you go. I asked Chuck about this mission trip he's doing. He says just a few of them going on this one, not a whole lot of people. It's a group, four people in the group going. And it's kind of going on a mission to go to a different, a new area. So God bless you as you're walking and coming in contact with people for, for the first time, perhaps we'll be able the opportunity to hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And God bless you in those opportunities. Lindsay, so great to be here this morning, witness your new life in Christ. God bless you each and every day in this new walk. May you continue to live for him and let others know about him and this great decision that you've made in your life as well. Greatest thing that we can know is Jesus Christ. The reason that we're here is because of what Jesus has done for us and what God has done for us when he sent his one and only son. And I want us just to think about that this evening. When we think about missions and when we think about evangelism, what do we want to attain? What do we want to do? We want to let people know about Christ. And we want to lead people to Christ above all with what? Our lives. Of course, we're going to be studying the book of James. I'm not going into James this evening. But as we get in there, we're going to see that our faith and our works are going to be accompanied by our faith as well, so that God may be represented through the things that we do, that Jesus may be represented. As lots of people say, may the first person that they, when they see you, they're going to meet Jesus for the very first time, because we're called to be ambassadors of Christ, representatives of Christ here on this earth. And God blesses as we do that. It's a great and awesome thought to know when people come to Christ and have that first opportunity to know who he is. I've talked to Elena before who grew up in a spiritism and occultism. And as she grew up and she said, Mark, in that time when I was a child growing up, going to these different things that were going on, seances and things like that, and these uh, worship to all these kinds of idols, in my heart I knew that that was not the God I was looking for. And she said when they would do prayer time during those things, she would not pray to whatever idol or to whatever God they were. She was just saying, Lord God, I know you're out there. Help me to find you. Okay? Praise God. And I want you to know that there's people out there praying right now. God, I want to find you. And perhaps they're going to bring Johnny in their lives. Perhaps they're going to bring Chuck in their lives. They're going to bring each and every one of us. Maybe at school, somebody that you're a student with, colleague, somebody that you work with. God is bringing people to us to find him, to seek him. And Lord willing, as it says in Acts 17, to reach out to him and make him Lord and Savior of their lives as well as he is ours. When we think about this great and awesome God that we have, and we can think a lot of times that a lot of times we get into our comfort zones, and God has a way of taking us out of our comfort zones. But when he does that, just like we said this morning in James chapter 1, consider pure joys when you face trials of all many kinds. Lord God, there's something you have in store for me. Help me to be ready. Help me to look to you. Help me not to lose faith that you have a plan and something that's going on. And we can think about in, and you look in Acts chapter 6, there were, there were seven men full of the Holy Spirit, devout men, who were selected to help the widows at that time in their collection and giving to make sure that they all had gotten getting their needs, necessities as they should. And these men were there in Acts chapter 6. Then we get into Acts chapter 7. One of these men, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, begins to talk about God to the Pharisees. 
talk about this Jesus. And he goes from the beginning all the way through up to Jesus. Talking about what, who God is and this great plan that God had made. And then in the end, Stephen is stoned. But yet Stephen had the same attitude as Christ. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Wow. And then he died. And Saul was there, who would be later called Paul, right? And it says at the beginning of Acts chapter 8, there was a great persecution in the church. And many were scattered and went on to different regions and different places, going to Judea and Samaria. And one of those first persons that we see going is Philip. Now imagine Philip, he has four daughters, we'll see later on. Now he's got to uproot his family, all of a sudden, going to a different place. With all of those things on his mind, what am I going to do wherever I'm going? How's it going to happen? I'm sure this man, full of the Holy Spirit, devout to God, was having his faith put in Christ. Having his faith tested. And yet, as it says that Philip and all of those who went along scattered, as they were wherever they went, from town to town, from village to village, they preached the gospel. Isn't that great? God gave him a reason and said, well, now why in the world are you here in this city of Judea, this Samaria? What are you doing here? Now, a lot of times, even in Brazil, we lived in Viamon, which is a city just outside of Porto Alegre. Okay. Now, my, my sister, she works, she lives in Nashville. She went to a churrascaria there, a barbecue place there. And there's lots of people from Brazil that work there. She said, oh, yeah, my brother lives in, in Brazil, in Rio Grande do Sul. The guy said, oh, I'm from there also. And she started saying, well, yeah, where are you from? I'm from Porto Alegre area. And then she said, oh, i got a brother. He lives right, right beside Porto Alegre in Viamon. And she said, when he said that, she said, he said, what? Viamon? What in the world do you want to do here in Viamon? Okay? Man, it's good to say I'm here because of Jesus. Jesus brought me here. But that's the same thing about all of us. Wherever we go and whatever we're doing. Why in the world did you check your profession or what's going on? Hey, you know what? God's brought me to here. Because he wants me to talk about Jesus. So if it's here in Dangerfield or Pittsburgh or Hugh Springs or wherever it is. God has brought us here. And we can say, why do you go to church? It's because of Jesus. Amen. And that's where we want to lead to. We want to lead people to Jesus. And Philip, here in Acts chapter 8, is going to have a great opportunity for a God-fearing man to learn who Jesus is. And look what it says here in Acts chapter 8, as we begin here this evening in verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch. An important official in charge of the treasury of Kandaki here, but in Portuguese it's Kandasi, and that's the way I can say it. Which means official in charge of the treasury, which means queen of Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? You know what? One of the greatest opportunities we have here in Dangerfield or in our workplace, lots of places you will see people wearing a shirt with a verse on it. 
And you can start a conversation just with that. I was going to get my oil changed and I had a shirt on that said something about Christ. Okay. And it struck up a conversation. Let me ask you, why do you believe this? Why do you do that? Praise God for that opportunity. But what I want us to think about is God is preparing people for us, placing them in front of us. And just as Paul said in Colossians, as we were studying in chapter four, pray that I may be able to tell God and make the most of every opportunity and that my, my, my speech always be filled with salt so that I can let them know about the gospel. Pray that I might be able to speak it clearly to those who God gives around me. And so just as Philip was here, different place, different things happening in his life, but not forgetting to talk about and speak about the Jesus that is his Lord and his Savior. And so as he's going there and he sees this, and I want us to think again, there are God-fearing men and women around us each and every day. Many are searching. Many people around us that we think maybe aren't searching, they are searching. And God, give us the wisdom, the opportunity to see and take advantage of those opportunities when they come. If you see somebody with their Bible reading it, and maybe they're reading it just like Philip, or just like the eunuch at this moment. You know what? Have you ever heard anybody? It's hard to understand the Bible. It's hard to understand what this verse says. I'm reading it, but I'm not getting anything from it. Praise God that that is an opportunity for us to say, well, let's study the Bible together. Let's have a Bible study. Let's enjoy talking about God's word. If it's over coffee, it's over coffee. If it's in house, it's in house. If it's at the church building, it's at the church building. If it's on the road, wherever you're walking, it's on the road. Wherever the Lord leads us and gives us the opportunity as it says in First Peter, let us give an opportunity to give the answer for the hope that we have in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that we too will be resurrected. And as it here in this verse here, we want the people to know who he is. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says what? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. It's all about Jesus. When we look at 1 Peter chapter 1, when he's talking to them and he says about the prophets, all of those in the past were looking for the times and circumstances of the things that they were prophesying. Because it said the prophets weren't prophesying for them, but for you who have heard the word of truth through the word of God, through the Holy Spirit, through the gospel that we have today, says that they were looking with the most examining, with all the greatest care to say, where is this Jesus, Barbara? Where is this Jesus, Sheila? Where is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? Who is this Christ? Who is this Messiah? Just as Isaiah was reading here in this verse is here and he says here, I was reading from Isaiah here. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Praise God. I take advantage of the opportunities, right? Come on up, sit on up and let's have a talk. This is the passage of scripture the, scripture the eunuch was reading from Isaiah 53. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shear is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice for he, who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from this earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who, who is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. Amen. Two things very important here. First, it's good to ask questions. 
I praise God that this eunuch was saying, hey, I want to know what this is about. Lord God, give us people that are looking, searching, and asking, who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus that Jerry Trailer serves? Who is this Jesus that Mark Crumbaker serves? Who is he? What does God's word say about it? And you, we can say, just as Philip, good question. Good, fact, good question, Ethiopian eunuch. And that's what I'm going to tell you about. I'm going to tell you about Jesus. Isn't it great to know that the scriptures are here to lead us to Jesus? To lead us to salvation that's in him? You know, one of the greatest things that we can think of a lot of times, when we think of a lot of times when we think of the scriptures, was just to have more knowledge, to have more understanding of all godly things. And that's true. To attain knowledge, to have wisdom, yes. But when the scriptures, when we read them and we reflect as the eunuch does, Lord God, help me to understand about Jesus through this verse. What are you wanting me to learn about Jesus from here? Look what Jesus said to the Pharisees of his time. You study the scriptures in John 5, 39, 40. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. Eternal life is not in the scriptures, but what? These are the very scriptures that testify about who? Me. Yet you refuse to come to me who have life. The scriptures are to lead us to Jesus. Not just knowledge, but to lead us to Jesus. And Philip began with that very first to talk about Jesus with this eunuch. Now, one of the greatest things that we can know and we can think of is that the Bible will lead us to Jesus. And we want to lead people to Jesus. Now, the question is here, what is our ultimate goal? We're called to what? To plant and to water. God's going to give the growth. Man, that's good to know, isn't it? A lot of times they, people want to, want to say, well, growth is based on how many you've converted. Well, growth is based upon what God has done, amen, and what God is doing. But for that to happen, God says, we want you to plant and sow. So it doesn't matter who made the growth because there's only one who made it, God. But look what it says here. In this verse, and look what happens here in these verses here in verse 36. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said what? Look, here is water. What can stand in my way of being baptized? And in verse 37, some of your Bibles have it in the bottom, okay? But some of them are in the top, just because of some Greek uh, things that some talk about the Greek part in here. But it says, Philip said what? You can be baptized if you believe with all your heart. You may. Wow. Philip told the scriptures leading him to Jesus. Eunuch, for sure, overjoyed to understand and to know that the Bible, this Bible that we have when we read the Old Testament, Leads us to Jesus. Kind of like what Tim was talking this morning. That the law was taught, given to lead us to Jesus. Galatians chapter 3 says that the law was given until faith shall come. And faith came in Jesus Christ. And we're no longer, longer, longer under the law. But it also says that we came from the promise. And all of us are sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of us who have been baptized with Christ have been clothed with Christ. And this eunuch now is ready to be clothed with Christ. 
And he says what? I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Brothers and sisters, that's what it's about. Wow. To be able to tell people about Jesus, lead them to him, and to hear somebody say, I am ready to give my life to Christ. What hinders me? What's keeping me from being baptized? Believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You know what, Chuck, this week I'll probably go and have the opportunity to preach to people that he may not ever see again. But those who give their lives to Christ, maybe though they may not see him again, to think that they go on their way rejoicing. Amen. Us in our workplaces or wherever we go, sometimes we may plant the seed at the supermarket. Somebody we talked to there. I know Zhu one time, while she was in another city, was talking to a lady at, a, at, a, at the cashier, and they start, struck up a conversation about Jesus. And Zhu said, well, I'm not going to be here, but there's other people here. Invited them, and that lady became to Christ. But what happened? Because somebody was willing to say, let's talk about the scriptures. Let's talk about this Jesus. Elena, that we talked about at the beginning, as I said, she was praying ever since she was young. Lord God, uh, God, I want to understand who the true God is. The very first Bible study, when she opens the Bible up, begins to read from Matthew, as the study was in Matthew with Josue and them there. And tears come to her eyes as she begins that the one true God that she had prayed about, God was revealing to her now through his scriptures. What an awesome thought. But you know what? Elena would have never known about that. Would never have been able to have the opportunity to open her Bible in that Bible study. If she hadn't gone to get her, if she didn't work. Okay. How do you say Salon de Beleza, Nayla? Beauty shop. If she didn't work at a beauty shop, okay? Okay, that's it, okay? Elena worked at a beauty shop. And one of her clients there, Maddie, was having her nails done. And she'd always have her nails done by Elena. And they struck up the conversation. And Elena said, Mary, talk to her about this Jesus. And Elena and Mary said, well, will you want to study the Bible? Oh, yes. The opportunity came. So they had a Bible study with Josue and them. And now she's in Christ, this sister in Christ. Brothers and sisters, it takes all of us. Amen. We don't have to do it alone. If there's people that you know that are wanting Christ, hey, I want you to know who he is. Let's have a Bible study. Maybe I don't have the answers. Maybe we don't have all the answers. But then we can start looking at God's word. And we can start asking for the prayers of one another, just as Paul said. Pray that God gives me wisdom. Pray that God gives me the opportunity to preach and teach clearly to this person who's a God-fearing person that you've brought into my life, Lord. Lord, do that so that they may also have life in Christ. Now, I want us to think about that. And in our daily lives, when we study the Word of God, when we study it for us, 
Let's not forget what it's for. For us to grow and to lead people to Jesus. Now remember in Acts chapter 17, it says the Berean Jews were more noble character than those in Thessalonica. In 17 verse 12. For they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see what Paul said was true. As a result, many of them believed. As did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. So when people talk to us about the gospel, don't be surprised that after you talk to them, they may have questions. Don't be surprised, as it says here, that they may want to confirm for themselves. And when they say, you know what, I've enjoyed your Bible study, but I'd like to study this on my own to see, to some, draw some conclusions. You know what you say? No, you got to believe what I say. No. You say, praise God. Go read it. Go study it. Allow his spirit to convict you of the things that you believe in. But not only that, as we see here in these verses here, we remember 1 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All skip scriptures God breathed in is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Lord God, whatever that good work is that you have for me to do, I want to be thoroughly equipped. How can I be thoroughly equipped? Through your word. Your word that leads me to be like Jesus. Philippians 2 verse 5 says what? Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. So what does that mean? What area? How should we evangelize? That opens it up for every which way possible. If it's through benevolence, praise God. If it's through writing cards, praise God. If it's through direct one-on-one Bible study, praise God. If it's in a home Bible study, praise God. If it's just going and saying, you know what? I see something that needs some cleaning up somewhere out here in this community. And you go do it. And people ask, why you do it? It's because of Jesus. People are going to take note. And what a great and awesome opportunity that we have through our service and through our ministries to say it's all about Jesus. Now, I know something. I came here 12 years ago, moved here to Dangerfield for about five months before we moved to Brazil. And you know what? When I got here, I had to go to the electric place, had to go to the water place and talk to them and do all those things. And you know what happened in most of those places that I went? They would say, you know what? You know, I'd say, yeah, I'm coming here. You know, I'm going to be here for a little while. I'm at the Dangerfield Church of Christ. And people would say, oh, that church is a good church. And we heard that more than once. Praise God. And 12 years later, we want that to still continue the same thing in the community, right? That when people hear of us, that's a place where there's love, there's service, humility, and above all, wanting people to know about Jesus, wanting to share the gospel with those around us. I believe it. I believe it with all my heart. And I know that God is already opening some doors this past week. I prayed about it a little bit more as I should, right? We need to pray about it. Pray God, open doors. Three or four people, brothers came up to me this week. Mark, there's somebody that needs a Bible study. Oh, amen. I'm ready. Praise God. Praise God that he can, pray to God, continue to open doors for all of us. And that all of us can continue to wherever we go, just like Philip, preach the word of Jesus. And live it each and every day of our lives. Hebrews 4 verse 12, as Tim's read before. 
The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. We want to bring people to Jesus because we know the Word of God has the power through the Holy Spirit to convict them that there is one true God, and He sent His one one and only Son, Jesus, to save them from their sins. Tonight, if you've not given your life to the Lord, I pray that you do. With all my heart, all my soul, with all my mind, and all my strength. What a great opportunity this morning. When Lindsay decided to be baptized, I saw Barbara turning around her head like this. Is Lindsay going to be baptized? Or something like that. Right, Barbara? I don't know. But she got fired up. Okay? She got fired up. I saw her get her fired up. She perked up there, all right? Man, that's great. And so, with that same things, man, it's a great and awesome power, a great and awesome privilege that we have to tell people about Jesus. So this week in the community or wherever you're working at and whatever you're doing, if you, while you're working at your place, you're singing a song, if you're reading your Bible and somebody asks you, why are you reading your Bible? Why are you singing that song? Be sure and tell them, Lord God, now's the opportunity I've been praying for. It's because of Jesus. If you have any need this evening, come as we stand and sing. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D. C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol dot com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 818- West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas, 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.